0: This room every week is sponsored by the wonderful Big Dog. I've pinned the link at the top, so if you want to check them out, um, they do shelving, wrecking and storage. But they, they, have, I think over thirty two thousand products, so anything you need really for your business. Um, so yeah, if they support us. Please support them back by, by clicking on the link. So yeah, let's kick it off. I'm Michaela, yeah, woman in construction. Uh, I own a company, Design and Build UK, We're a marketing agency and the leading online and hard copy construction magazine throughout the UK. Um. And I was on The Apprentice as well a few years ago, but I feel like that's a bit dead and buried now. And so on with the topic today, leading with purpose. So what we mean by this is, with us, I've been in business for 12 years running. That's when I first started design and build. And then since then, I've invested and started several other companies. And my goal was always to earn money. I was from a relatively underprivileged background. You know, we had free school dinners, free school uniforms, all the rest of it. Um, So my only point in life at the age when I started at 25 was I do not want my children to ever have to queue for uniforms or to ever have to queue for free school dinners. So I must earn loads of money. And, you know, we was relatively successful with that. But then when um after the apprentice i decided to start helping more women in construction when i um when i heard all of the the dreadful stories what was happening to some women people hitting glass ceilings people leaving the industry and that's when i really started doubling down on pushing to help women in construction and since then since i have a point and a purpose to the business we naturally now get far more inquiries far better working partnerships and more people coming to us because they share the passion that we share which is to help ed and i as a whole in construction but predominantly women in construction and if you have this same purpose or passion and you're telling people about it then naturally you start building a community um one that you love anyway that's your passion but um whereas your whole community is going to be sharing the same passion so it just takes things a level deeper than money and services and products and you actually have a shared interest as well which helps for client retention etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what we wanted to talk about today and I would love to know what other people's purposes are in business in life what their aims are and how they've um, seen any benefits of that so Mark Carroll I don't know if one of you two can
1: jump in I, I I think we all have to, we we all have a purpose and I think we're at different stages in your life like you just touched on me, Kylie there we all have a purpose and and I look at it as my why so what's my why so my daughter is 13 in a couple of weeks 3 weeks that's my why so am I leading my business with a purpose um At times, I probably don't think that that I am because you get so wrapped up, don't you? your head down and, and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes you lose sight of, that's my personal why, but what's my professional why? And I think sometimes I lose a little bit of sight of what my professional why is. But thinking about it, I've done this job for 18 years. I've lost count of the number of people I have helped to progress their career to improve their own life and i'm a tiny part of that i'm a tiny cog in that they're the ones that do all the hard work and the personal development and things like that but right now from a business point of view that is probably my why is to help people create and secure an opportunity that enables them to improve their lives and then their children's lives and 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 the knock-on effect from that albeit i am a very very tiny part of that
0: yeah i get that and i think it's really valuable for people to understand if they do have a professional purpose like you were saying and to understand the benefits of that the world is changing and people don't just want to do business anymore people want to form relationships people want to see companies that are giving back to communities and making changes and I think if it's really um if it's something that you're not currently doing, then it's really important to have a look at your personal wise, as you say, our um, passions and see how you can incorporate that into your business, whether it's supporting a charity, supporting schools, children, what, whatever, you know, men, mental health, there's all kinds of things. And you'll see more and more businesses now attaching themselves to purposes are really leading with this purpose to um to help out, number one, but also, as I say, to develop this community. What What's your thoughts on this, Carol?
2: Yeah, um, similar, you know, when I was growing up, I, I wasn't the privileged child. I remember um, the kids that had everything had the Dunlop trainers versus my black slip-on. So, uh, yeah, that's for another conversation. But I always wanted to have... Um, yeah I just always wanted to do better always looked at things and wanted to you know get more for myself but also about imparting and and sharing you know the experiences as well so you know in terms of you know purpose leading a purpose in business from from my perspective you know for those who, who don't know me I'm about construction so I love construction I love what I do, or what I understand, and coming up through the ranks and understanding process, but my ultimate passion is is the tech side. So, you know, leading with purpose for me is, well, knowing what I do and what I what I'm able to deliver and help businesses is, is because I've been in business. I've sat on the opposite side of a table, or it on a construction site with the, you know, albeit in the the back office with, you know, the guys coming in and whinging that their materials haven't delivered or, you know, faulty delivery or we haven't paid the accounts, um, the invoices on time and you know the job's being held up. So I understand all of that, um, and you know, leading leading with you know that purpose of experience to help, you know. Construction businesses make make the right decisions is is where I I come from from that perspective, but also just leading to what you were you were saying on you know bigger organisations are now looking to attach you know as part of their corporate social responsibility, and and getting involved with you know schools colleges and and different charities as a vehicle. Obviously, they want you know it, it no matter what it does good for their. Their, their brand that they're, they're doing something whether it's for the community or for a networking group and putting their you know their money behind it there is a purpose there you know corporate are there to make money ultimately or businesses are there to make money so um, but at the same time there's an element of you know they're wanting to you know give back as well so that's my spin on that one Michaela
0: yeah thanks Carol and I think I think initially what you were saying um, with regards to it's more leading with your solution that so you've got a solution and you want to tell everybody about it but I think your purpose and your passion is... To is deeper than that it's something where you are helping somebody and like you're saying with big corporates who they have to be seen to do it they have to be seen to do its win tenders in construction um i think it's if you don't own your own business and you work within a company then it's also your responsibility to um make sure that these are measurable and hold people accountable as well so if you say oh yeah i really want to do this that's perfect so if you're promoting it on social media you're talking about it you're putting marketing behind it then actually what results back are you getting from this? Are you making changes or are you just saying, we support this because you just support it? Um, So I think it's really important just in general when you're working at companies to make sure that the people are held accountable and it's measurable. But again, when it's your own business, the purpose is deeper than the solution. The purpose is deeper than your business and what you, the problems that you're solving. It's what, in addition to that, are you going to do? What changes can you make to the world by doing X, Y, and Z? and i think when people lock that in that's when they start noticing money and the bottom line profits increasing and you notice your community growing and the word of your business spreading faster as well um let me watch you talking to me
3: um
0: chris welcome to the stage is there something that you want to ask or add to this conversation
3: Well, good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing today on Fantastic Friday? It's another great day to be alive and another gift, not only to receive, but to give as well. Leading with purpose in business. That's a great topic. But the thing about it is, what is the purpose of a business? And that comes from my great friend Brian Sumner. He has asked me so many times, what is the purpose of a business? Is it to make money? Most often or not, that's what the status quo tells us: that we have to make money in order to grow. But what if it wasn't about the money? What if it's about the actual thing that really drives us to be a part of something bigger than of ourselves? It's something that's been innate probably with humanity since the dawn of time, which is value. That far surpasses the very money construct that we've actually built to try to equate to the value of people. And to me, when you get back to that value type of dynamic, and it's really so natural and innate, if your business purpose, and vision and mission is big enough to not only house that in and of itself, but also allow the space to be filled up with every partner on your team with their dreams, their field of dreams, their mission, their goals, their values. Because see, ladies and gentlemen, Everything is interconnected to everything else. It's already there. And once I truly believe we can change the construct of money to create growth and value, I think what really should be done, and the one thing I've been hearing from social media people for the past almost like month, they keep on asking me specifically, Chris, what do you do, what you do, what you do, what you do? And I have to come right back and tell them, it's not what I do, it's who I am. And I believe more and more every day, the more that we understand who, not only we are as individuals, but also who other people are in their own world. And when we meet them where they are and take them for who they are, and understand what really makes them do what they do and it becomes, like I said, who they actually are, I truly believe it will change the game like no other time in human history because when you showcase that value to people to such an extent, it's so tangible to them and they know it in their heart of hearts. It's it's like what John C. Maxwell says in his great book, The 21 Infobloss of Leadership. Leadership it's influence, nothing more, nothing less. And when you think about leadership with that influence, it's also under this kind of dynamic. Leaders, uh, influence is not a title, it's not a position and it's not a rank, it's influence. But how do we influence people to such an extent that not, not, not only do we create a, a leader within them, but also we create more followers as well. How do we get there? You start from the foundation that's built on trust, understanding, listening to them. The things that we all take probably maybe far too granted for in our lives that we when we we, we when we think that we're listening to people, we're actually not in one way, shape, or form, because sometimes we already are already setting ourselves up to either. Not get to the end goal or end result, or well, we're doomed to fail because we don't really recognize what the other person is saying or even seeing. And see, that's one thing that we also have to recognize as in, in, in a purpose of a of a business. Am I what I, what I'm actually putting out to the world? Is that what they actually need? Same thing when it, when it comes to a business dynamic. Is what the the people inside the team is what I'm actually providing to them is what they actually need now I believe once you really like i said meet people where they are, take them for who they are, listen, and then learn and then make- and then lead, I think that's going to be a great pathway not only of success but also of growth and thriving and and i and i put and I'll put it to you in this question like this. And I want to connect with you and have a great engaging conversation with each and every single one of you. Can we be that one moment away or that one opportunity away or even that one person away from becoming a part of something bigger than of ourselves, even with a purpose in mind when not only comes to business, but literally it's interconnected to life itself. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Chris. Very, um, interesting and in-depth point there cheers for that Matt um I am Luke and Penny welcome to the stage Luke everybody is uh, our sponsor from Big Doug again link pinned at the top um Luke Penny I don't know if you missed the intro but we're talking about the importance of leading with purpose and what value that can bring to your business so I know Luke Big Doug do lots of things to help lots of people I don't know if you can tell us a bit about that and then Number one, what you expect from it, and number
4: two, what you actually get from that. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Michaela. Um, <clears throat> I love these rooms, and I know I've been absent for a little while, but I'm here today, so hello, hello. Um, it's a fundamental question, isn't it, really? Purpose. Isn't that the reason why you set up a business in the first place? You, know, you want to solve something or give something or create something. Every business has a purpose, so that is the core bedrock, foundation, foundation, of every business, you know, if, if you take away from Big Doug for a second, and look at Disney their their purpose is to inspire through storytelling. That's what they do. So, you know, if you take it back to what we do, we, we, we create and organize and well, we create efficiency efficiency and organize spaces uh, in the workplace. So our whole mantra is about helping and supporting organization and efficiency. So you can do your job better, um, whether that be, a nice shelving bay to make sure your products are stored properly or boxes to keep them neat and tidy in or packaging to send them out securely or desks and chairs to sit at. So you're comfortable doing your day job. That's our purpose is to make sure that we make people's lives more efficient and more streamlined and more easy when they're at work. Um, But it comes down to you, Michaela, you know, with your business and and what's the, you know, you, you clearly have a purpose, you know, for, for design and build and a, a purpose for your, your social media, you know, marketing empire. Um, you know, and it's the same with everyone else in this room. Purpose is the fundamental bedrock and core of every business. And that's what should drive you and, and never deviate away from the purpose. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm sneezing. Um, you know, and we can all get very bogged down in, in P&L accounts and balance sheets and trading and month to date results and quarterly results. and. How you know the effective the enough, effective enough of this campaign has been, or whether sales are down, but fundamentally it all comes back to why that business exists. You created that business for a reason, with a purpose, and that purpose is to solve a problem or support people. You know, with the idea in mind to obviously generate income and money. You know, and it, it, even the same extends to a charity or a, th- a not-for-profit or a or an NGO, those those organizations or businesses in loose terms still need to generate money to pay people to do their job, but their purpose is to support a community group. Uh, whereas you know, a, a for-profit business is to generate an income, but by solving a problem and fundamentally has a purpose. So when you look at how about leading with purpose, it's about never forgetting that in your business. Why are you, do, what are you doing and who are you helping? And that should drive every decision because if you deviate away from your purpose and your brand values, then your business is gone.
1: I'm Luke, sorry, go on, Matt. Yeah, I was just, thanks, Mkhaila. Uh, Luke, so how, how do you keep your focus on that purpose? Because it, it's easy, isn't it? On a day-to-day basis, you're cracking on, you're, worrying, you know, you're thinking about cash flow and ins and outs and, and pipeline and work in progress and all that kind of stuff. How do you, within Big Doug, keep that focus on your purpose?
4: It's a really interesting question. Hard, right? I think for leadership teams such as myself, and also all the people on the ground doing the jobs, I think it's sometimes easy to get sucked into the day to day, which we all do. You sat at a desk in front of a computer in meetings, on phone calls, and you just go through the motions and do your job. And I actually think it's really important. And something that I practice with my team quite a lot is to take them out of work. So I took one of my team this week to Adweek um, and we cleared our diaries and went to Adweek and we were inspired and we walked away talking about loads of ideas and things we can do, but fundamentally came came down to how we can apply what we've heard and what we've seen to our business and how that applies. And I think it's really important now and then to take a step back and outside of work and the day-to-day grunt and actually sit and think and discuss about what we're doing. Why are we doing it? And how can we better ourselves, you know, for growth? You know, at the end of the day, it comes down to All of us have businesses and all of us will need to grab market share. How do you grab market share? Well, that's by staying true to your purpose and doing things better than your competitors are. And the only way you can do that is by making sure that you're conveying your brand and your your business in a way that is true to its core purpose. So I tend to try and take my team out of work every now and then to just make them think again about why we're doing what we're doing.
1: I love that. Thanks, mate.
3: I would actually like to add on to that, on just
1: and that's on. great,
3: Luke. I, I I really love that, but think about this too as well, and I'll just put it into the chat. Balance is key to every aspect of our lives. We can't be one hundred percent, one hundred percent of the time, whether to be in business or in life. There's got to be a, a, a balance to we actually not only regulate our lives, but also how others regulate their their model of the world. But really, it's about creating that environment in which they will love, not only in that workplace, but might even filter out into their very communities. And that's what Bringing Humanity Together will be known for because we want to create that environment because if you create it good enough and they really are, are in tune with that and in sync with that, and the know, like, and trust factor will already be there and established. Not only people will not only follow you, not only from a place of leadership, but also from a business perspective, they will follow you because they know it's in tune to what they are wanting and what they want to have, whether to be a good and service and product. But also the, the bigger thing is about that value construct. What is the value that's being given to me from both sides of the equation, whether to be a A partner in the business or a customer in the business and when you have both sides actually having that win-win then everybody wins and that's a great thing.
4: Chris I'll caveat that slightly and the fact that yeah I agree with you but if you have a very strong core purpose at the heart of your business not only do your customers have full trust and understanding about what you do and who you are but so do your employees and the staff within your business and effectively having a very strong purpose can breed the leaders of tomorrow they don't there are some people that don't need management or leadership because they themselves are natural leaders and if you carve a very true and core authentic brand proposition the leaders of tomorrow will step up understand that take it run with it and develop the business in ways as leaders we didn't even anticipate so i think it fundamentally comes down to how you continue to stay true and core to your purpose and brand that will inspire everyone including your customers and your internal employees and staff because then people get it and then they can then make it their own because those are the best businesses the ones that allow their employees to flourish and to lead the business of tomorrow i completely
3: agree and think about that i actually believe in that too as well luke but think about this like i said if you can create that environment in which they will love not only in that workplace but in that very community it will go out everywhere so not only your customers will see it and love it but also your 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 partners in the business will do the very same thing look me and you definitely need to talk great 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 uh look at that i really appreciate it so uh,
1: i'm i'm just wondering here are we confusing two points leading with purpose in business is that different to the culture that you create in your business because for me it's very very different Yet, yeah, it sounds like the conversation that we're just having here intrinsically links those two things.
3: It's already there, Mark. It's already there because, like I, like I said before, everything's interconnected to everything else. Because it's almost like yin and yang. You can't have yin without the yang. They're interconnected. It's a balance. And once you recognize that balance and see how truly interconnected it really is, you don't have to put things in the need of or in order to have kind of dynamic. You let things go to where they naturally go. You can't you can't force it. You don't try to control it. You just let things be because if you're going to relegate your business or relegate yourself in the need of or in order to have kind of dynamic, you're going to be so controlled by it. But if you are, uh, are having that living, breathing, and framework structure to where it literally grows and thrives from what's already there, You're not going to be constricted. You can go to wherever you want to go. And I truly believe this, Mark, choice is the ultimate path to freedom. If you give people a choice in a path and let them choose it and make it about them and not about you, it's game on from there. That sounds
0: really great, Chris. And I I am all for um, leading with purpose. But I feel like for small companies, micro companies, SMEs, that's unrealistic um because i, ju- I just i just don't know how that can be a reality within smaller companies. their dreams and and their um ambitions and passions and they're not aligned with yours and your company values then i'm not you're going to end up taking yourself on a different tangent and being led by other people and i think what luke is saying is make your positioning extremely clear, and then you'll attract the right people and not people who have different purposes and passions. But anyway, we'll continue around the room. Welcome, Penny, Denise, uh, Alison, Uh, we're talking about leading with purpose, uh, the benefits of this. And if you have any questions or any experience with this as well, then please do share it with us. So I'll come over to you, Penny, first,
5: how are things? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, um, I I agree with what Luke was saying about, you know, what the, the purpose of starting the business was, it was obviously to, you know, that's the purpose of it, you know, when you start the business, that's uh, so, you know, and, and I think letting your staff know letting the people that work with you for you however it is um, what the purpose is and the goals to get to that or the achievements whatever you want to refer to it what you need to do to get there I think it it breeds loyalty it 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 motivates teams and and you're all pulling together in in the same direction which um, is is ultimately what you want so um, yeah I know that when I was at um, my previous company we all knew what the mission was and that was to be a market leading um a lot market leading mortgage broker um and what we were going to do each year to achieve that um and it wasn't just you know one goal and that was it we we used to have it broken down and and on a quarterly basis we would we would be informed of the updates and things like that and i think it's really important that you engage with your teams you speak to them regularly um, and that they know what impact that they 're having on that as well and and the loyalty that that breeds, I mean, I stayed in my last role for fifteen years, and I really felt like I was part of the team, and that I was part of the part of that challenge to get to where we needed to get to and We got there, and I really felt that i'd made an impact on that, and that was down to the leadership that we had, so I think it 's so important that that the leading with purpose in business is is not kept to uh the the senior leadership team but it's fed through from top to bottom and it goes from bottom to top again so that everybody knows the impact that they're having on achieving that because if you think back to i don't don't quote me on it entirely but um the cleaner at um nasa i think it was and that somebody said, what do you do? And he said, i help people go into space. It was something along those lines. And even though that he was he was he was a cleaner, his role meant that somebody else didn't have to do that. And so that that person could then help that person get into space. So I think that is so important. But anyway, that's my two cents worth. Yeah, that's brilliant, Penny. Um I've never
0: heard that as well. That's a great point regarding NASA. And obviously, I know a bit about Dynamo due to Ying and I, I think that's really important so are we saying that the purpose then it has a huge impact on the culture um Luke Penny
5: yeah I think it does absolutely I mean culture is not just about that but I think it does help breed loyalty and, and makes people understand what the what the objective is for the business so yeah I definitely think it has an impact on culture and and forms part of the culture as well um so that everybody feels that they're doing their bit
4: I mean, I think culture is so important. It's so important. We've spent years building a culture at Big Dog to the point where people at Big Dog refer to themselves as Big Doggers, um, and that wasn't a name we created. That was a name that was just floated around and then quietly got adopted. Um, and even when we go to interview, a lot of the time, a lot of the the requi- well, one of the requirements we have for employing somebody that works at Big Dug is do we think they're a Big Dugger and that is a genuine discussion that we have among among the teams that are interviewing um, and I don't know where it came from but it came from like for example you know I had hoodies made which were sourced as the same quality as Super Dry so they were really expensive and they were really really amazing um, quality and you know you can sometimes walk into Big Dug head office and it looks like Smurf Village because everyone's wearing blue hoodies you know we hand out t-shirts in the summer and we hand out gilets in the winter at a cost of our marketing budget because those little things make feel people make people feel like they're part of a tribe so and once you start fostering that culture people innately give more because they feel part of something we also have a bonus scheme at big doug so people are financially rewarded based on the performance of the business you know and that comes out in january so every year if the business reaches or exceeds its target everyone gets financially compensated so everyone feels like they are part of and responsible for the success of the company Um, and it's those little things you can and so and even at a small micro level if you've got four or five employees those instead of doing a you know, a bonus at Christmas, you know, give them a percentage of their salary at the end of the year if we hit targets. So people feel personally responsible for the success of the business that either you own or, you know, you are the leader of. And those little things make people feel valued and they make people feel involved. And at the same time, fosters a really great culture. And that is in line with your purpose. You know, the purpose is to facilitate a need or and or make money. Luke,
2: go go on, Carol. Sorry, I was just going to ask. And and Luke, you know, hearing what you say and knowing you um, as part of the sponsor for this room for nearly a year now, I I can see how that's really, really worked. And do you find that, you know, because you've got that um, culture? And that team camaraderie in your business that you know if there was a a a problem or or somebody was having a, a you know an issue that you guys would sense it straight away rather than you know in some organization where the culture is very much you know people go off in little silos and little group huddles and have their bitching and moaningness going on do you find that because you've got this you know we are part of of this, you know, we're on a, you know, a mission, we're a team, we, you know, I love them that you've, uh, you know, they've got a name for the, the, the community.
4: So in answering that question, Carol, that always happens, that still happens, right? You will still get silos of groups of people who naturally gravitate towards each other, who will talk and bitch and moan. But I think as a leadership team, we, uh, we approach everything with uh, openness, honesty and integrity. So we share a daily PL and a daily run rate. So every single person in the in our business understands where we are financially and that every single person contributes to that. So as a leadership team we don't hide the numbers. Everyone can see where we are month to day and what we need to do to get to our target. And by having that level of openness in the business means that people feel they are able to express their concerns to anybody including leadership and they I hope feel that we address them so obviously we have ENPS which is an internal net promoter score and we are actually world class and it's taken us a couple of years to get there and obviously that is graded by internal employees and I'm quite proud to be part of the team that helped craft that but we've done it through openness honesty and genuine integrity to everybody feel personally responsible for the success of the business whatever role they do whether they're packing orders in the warehouse up to driving traffic to the website writing seo
3: or part of the leadership team fantastic thanks luke Mar-
1: yeah okay. i love that luke i love that luke and i'm just going back to your little blue smurf village i love that comment as well I'm kind of i'm kind of just picturing it um when you're growing your business, I know we're focusing quite a lot on you, Luke, because you're coming up with some really great comments. But when you bring people into your business, is it, in, is it essential that they match your purpose? What Because your purpose then created your business culture. But everybody's purpose doesn't have to be the same, in my opinion, to still adhere or to still fit into a company culture. So I'd just be interested in your take on that.
4: Um, first and foremost, about hiring talent, right? You know, every business wants good talent, and first and foremost for us, it is about hiring talent. But at the same time, we've got a lot of people in the business because we've gone on a massive, you know, recruitment drive over COVID. Because everybody knows that we grew massively. Um, you know, you can just check companies' house to check that it's public knowledge. Um, for us, it was about first and foremost hiring that talent, but then also making sure that these people were tenacious enough to fit in with other people because. Within Big Dug at the moment, like you can very easily get found out if you're not pulling your weight because everyone is literally on fire all the time, which is an amazing place to be a, a, a part of. And obviously, if you are in a place which isn't like that, then you need to make sure that you look, quite frankly, internally at the people you have and question whether they're the right people to drive your business forward. And if they're not, make those difficult decisions to, to, to change that, um, because ultimately a business's purpose comes down to the people that believe in it they're the ones sitting there nine to five five days a week sometimes more driving that business forward so you fundamentally need to make sure that you have the right people in your business that believe in what you're doing to even create a culture in the first place love that thanks mate
2: brilliant so we're coming we passed the uh, halfway mark and I'll just do a quick refresh of the room and I will take on for, from Michaela for the, the final half hour or so. So we're in the Entrepreneur and Leaders Room. Please click on the Green Monopoly House and join the, room, the, the network. We have rooms that are running every day during the week. This room is a weekly room, Women in Business, which is sponsored by Big Doug. And you've heard him speak um, quite a bit today, which is really good. Great insight into what we're we're talking about so the subject today is leading with purpose in business and I see we've got a few more uh, regulars um, on the stage so I'll just go around and, and get everyone to
6: to give their input so coming across to you Danita hey Carol hey Michaela hi everybody um, yeah I love I love this topic and and I wanted to just give my kind of two pence worth whatever it's worth two pence in the state um, Uh, both from a perspective of, um, you know, having worked in corporate. So, you know, I worked in recruitment for 17 years. And just some of the things that Luke has mentioned really resonated with me in terms of, especially the last company I worked for, and, and how that culture and, and honesty was such a key element of just being reminded where the company wanted to go. And in fact, the agency that I worked for, it eventually closed down, which is, which was kind of kick-starting my entrepreneurial career, but the reason it closed down was because that purpose and vision was lost. Um, you know, we had, and it was it really interesting because we had the original owner come back in, it was, um, for the, for the six years I was there, it was run by a, a, an MD who, you know, um, was very clear, very honest, uh, very transparent. I led a team of about 17 people at the time. And again, it was about having that open culture of looking at the numbers and 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 bringing people in on it. Um, but when it closed down six months prior to that, the original owner had come in. she'd been, She'd been away from the business for quite a while. And so therefore, it kind of lost that feel. And it definitely became a little bit more of a cloak and dagger and them and us situation. So I think that then, you know, resulted in obviously a loss of staff, um, high turnover, but also the business then got sold and and a whole lot of stuff happened. But it, it was because that kind of purpose and vision, I think not only was lost at the top. So I do believe that you know maybe that was lost within the owner themselves but as a result of that people didn't know where they stood the staff didn't know where they stood so everybody felt like they were they were on a path to nowhere so just important about i just wanted to reiterate what luke was saying and and what penny was saying earlier about that importance of just communicating the purpose and the vision consistently um and then i just want to come from it from a like i'm a solopreneur um, you know i have I have sort of a few freelancers, but i don 't have any staff it 's me myself and I at this stage um, but again, that vision and purpose is so important now. when I started the business interestingly i didn 't really sit down and, and focus on a vision or purpose. I just knew that i I wanted to start my own business. it was something that i 'd wanted to do for a long time. The only purpose really I had was it was I wanted to be my own boss and have a little bit of freedom, and that 's kind of where it started. But then, you know, through having a business coach, et cetera, uh, I really began to align the business's purpose along with my own personal purpose. And I just want to sort of reiterate the importance of aligning those two and revisiting them so that you can ensure that the business is going still in alignment with what you personally want. Because I think as entrepreneurs, we can often, you know, we, we focus on one thing, and we know that's aligned with our personal goals and our personal mission but then the stress of the business or the stress of what's happening can often take us and veer us into another avenue and before you know it you're sat there going i don't enjoy this anymore so it's just about revisiting you know the purpose of the business and making sure it's still aligned with the purpose of your personal vision um, or vice versa so yeah i just want you to add that in back to you carol
2: Great, great points, Danita. And it, it actually it resonates everything that you've said to myself. Um, you know, I was leading with purpose. Um, I was got the opportunity to, to sell a business in 2020. And, you know, the whole adrenaline, the excitement of, of getting through due diligence, um, I enjoyed that rush. And, you know, now I'm in corporate. Yes, it, it's... I'm there for a purpose because I've brought my team across. But Carol Massey, as she is today, she has a different purpose in that, you know, what I stand for, yes, still construction, still technology, but I also want to, you know, to bring the the other side that I enjoy, and that's sharing about you know the the struggles that you know challenges that women in business have and the you know the challenges women in construction have and and other things and diversity and inclusion and you know the minority challenges so leading with purpose yes construction technology that that is what people know me for but alongside that there's been individual you know personal challenges that I don't want to to get you know you know hidden away because yes I'm in this corporate world yes my team truly respect you know that I will share openly where those challenges have been they know that I will support where we are going on the construction technology but you know as I stand here today you know there there is you know another personal journey that I'm on as well and I am leading with purpose but it it curtails again into where I started in construction, construction tech, and now giving back. So loved it, loved what you said, and it, it definitely resonated. So just coming across to, to Alison, always love to hear your share, Alison, handing over the mic.
7: Thank you so much, Carol. And great to be back in the room. I have a day not on a client site today. So it's very, it's really refreshing to be able to um, join the conversation. And I think you know I'm not. There's not much that I wanted to add because I agree with what's been said around clarity. You know, when we are clear on what our purpose is, it helps others to be clear too. We and we know that when we can provide clarity, it helps people to make decisions in the direction that we need them to move in. And a confused and overwhelmed mind will always say no. So, clarity is really important when it comes to purpose. And uh, just to follow on from what Luke was saying um, and also what Penny was saying, uh, started to introduce the concept of culture. You know, everything that you were saying there speaks a lot to our values and our norms and our artifacts and the assumptions that we make in the workplace that lend themselves to supporting what you might refer to as your cognitive or intellectual culture. But all of that is underpinned by an emotional culture. So, all those amazing things that you do to provide the clarity, to make people, well, not to make, but to support people in feeling considered and feeling like they've got a voice at the table, in feeling like they are part of a team, all of those things will have an emotional um, base to them. And we know that when we have organizations that are primed and made up of mostly pleasant and productive emotions, then we have a workforce that is engaged, that think expansively, that are um, action takers and problem solvers. When we have unproductive and unpleasant emotions, we have a team of people who are more defensive, more sensitive around their responses, less likely to take initiative and very close-minded. So, I would, my only contribution today, I think, is really just to encourage everyone when we talk about culture to please also consider the emotional culture of your organisation because our emotions determine our decisions and our behaviour. And that's what drives your purpose. Um, and that dro- that's what drives your organisations forward. Thanks, Carol. And really great to hear your story and what drives your purpose forward as well. I'm done speaking.
2: Oh, thank you, Alison. It's always good to, to hear your, your share on, on this. And and a number of our topics thank you thank you very much and you know to everyone that's been contributing to the room and just to say if you're in the audience and you know this topic is resonating to you don't be don't be shy just press the hand raise and we'll bring you up on stage all that we ask is that you have a a profile and a link to a social media Um, so yeah happy for you to join or if you're not able to we do have the chat which is sitting at 14 um, messages at the moment, you can put your questions in the chat and we'll delightfully come across to you. We will be closing the room at, at one o'clock. So uh, just moving across to Elaine. Elaine, what is your your view on, on leading with purpose in business? Hi, Carol.
8: Oh, thanks for um, bringing me up. Um, Can you hear me okay? Because I keep getting the red. Yeah,
2: we can can now. If you can speak close to the phone, that's great. Okay.
8: Um, I think everybody said pretty much everything, but I think when you're leading with purpose, that's exactly what you have to do. And from the very get-go, I think what's really important is that you have a team who understand your purpose and understand the vision and the outcomes of what the business is trying to do. Because it's not some businesses are not just about making money. Some businesses are about transforming lives as well. And so when you as the leader have got that clarity, I think somebody else mentioned clarity, and are very clear and you have a message that everybody can run with, it makes it very easy in terms of delegating. And so you get to a stage where you are not in the business, you're working on the business. And so you can come out. So for me, I think that your purpose must be very clear, because your purpose of aligns with your mission and with your vision. And so once you have that in place, anybody coming on board can see quite easily, is this somewhere that I see myself? And and, and if it is, I can slot into the business and make sure that the department that I'm in grows. And that's how a business grows organically. Um, obviously, I don't know how everybody runs their business but that's how I run mine because I've come to realise that it's really important for everybody to understand their purpose in the business and understand the vision of the business and the mission of the business. You know, um during the last two years I had to let a lot of people go because I realized they did they didn't really they weren't really running with the vision of the business. So in actual fact they didn't understand their purpose in the business and so um yeah i think that's what i want to add to the conversation for now thank you i'm done speaking
2: so so like just you know thank you very much for for that share so what what challenges you know because i know that you your your businesses is you know working with 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 the education and and some other areas what what challenges have you found along the way
8: i think One of my challenges, especially since um, part of the business is based in another country, is getting people to understand work ethic. Um, And I know that, Carol, you're doing a project um, many miles away, as I've had a project many miles away. And the sheer frustration of when you get out there having given people a list of things to do and sent them money, and you get there and it hasn't been done is is quite concerning um and that's the frustration and understanding different cultures in different countries um and that you know when someone says yeah yeah i'm on my way in this country if somebody says i'm on my way they're going to be with you in in the next five ten minutes but in some of the countries that i've been working with if they say i'm on my way that could be another four or five hours so that's a challenge that i've had to I can't take the way that I behave. Somebody, I put something up earlier today, and that is stop expecting you from other people. Um, and, and, and that has helped me tremendously. Um, and then, obviously, the challenges that I've had is life. Life um, throws different curveballs at you, and having a team that can still support you and support the business whilst you're not completely functional and you know uh, just going through certain life issues that 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 affect the way that you think and affect the way that you believe in yourself and I think those are the challenges that you get so but what what you what will always bring you back is understanding why you're doing what you're doing does that make sense
2: Yes, it does. Very much, Elaine. No, Thank you very much for sharing. Luke, you've just absolutely thrown me there. You've just changed your picture. <laughs> and I'm thinking, who's that? So uh, don't do that again, Luke. But it looks very nice. Um, Mark, you were flashing. Sorry,
4: Carol. <laughs> yeah, that going to be Carol. your
2: new profile picture?
4: <laughs> well, I cut my hair off, that's why. So you're looking fresher. Oh, wow.
2: That looks absolutely, you look completely different, completely different. So for those who are in the room, I'm just referring to to Luke. Um He's a sponsor um, at Big Duck. He he was in blue to start off with. He's now uh, the lovely smiling face um at the side of Donita and Alison. So uh, yeah, in the middle row. So uh, thanks Luke for throwing us out. Mark, did you want to say something before I go across to, to Kathleen?
1: Yeah, just very quickly, I wanted to ask Elaine if she's still here. Um I've lost my thread now. Oh yes, that's right. So you mentioned about culture and about, i.e., if I'm on my way, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is it culture, or is it that, i.e., for the topic of this room about leading with purpose in business, is it culture, or is it that they don't have the same purpose as you, so therefore they approach these tasks differently?
8: That's actually a really good question. Is culture, Mark, when you're dealing with? African client is culture. That's just how it's funny. I was speaking to my housekeeper about this today. About um, we were watching this morning um, Real Housewives of Lagos, and we were talking about the difference in culture in Nigeria and in Ghana, in that um, they're countries that are quite close to each other they operate very differently. Now, the Nigerian culture is, I'm going to show you how much money I've got when I walk in the room. Um, A Ghanaian won't show you how much money they've got, but they'll show you how many letters they've got after their name. And so when they say, I'm coming, it is, and this is most African countries that I deal with, when they say, I'm on my way, they're literally just getting out of bed. And so you have to factor in an extra two or three hours into that and then just rock up. Um, but because here we are very time conscious, um, I, don't, I don't know whether it's the sun that does that to them. And, and I'm saying that just with a, with a little bit of salt. But, but when we say we're on our way, they're still in line with your purpose, but they just have a very different way of doing things. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. I appreciate you inviting to that. Thank
2: you.
7: Yeah, I was just going to support Elaine and what she was saying. I mean, one of the things when I came back to South Africa, after working in the UK for 16 years, I would walk around the office at quite a pace because for me, getting from one meeting to the next meeting as quickly as possible was what I needed to do to be time efficient. And one of my colleagues took me aside and she said to me that it's, it's really um, quite rude to rush around the office, that I needed to walk at a more gentle and more respectful pace. So even down to just the pace of how we do work in different countries, and that's just an example, I think it's really important because it speaks to our understanding of context um and and that's always going to be a key driver for your business uh and yeah i'm done speaking
2: no that's brilliant brilliant both um you know elaine allison some really good feedback and you know it's not just in in you know in the african regions where there's there's cultural issues you know as elaine mentioned i'm trying to build a house well if the house is built um over in the caribbean and it's when when they say that um, will soon come, well, soon come could be the next day, two days, or whatever. And it, it's it's yeah, it's a cultural thing. That um, but the good news is I'm getting over the hump, and they they need they need the work, and I've got the money, so they know who's boss. So Kathleen, we've brought you on stage. Would you like to introduce yourself and uh, contribute to the the topic that we're talking about, leading with purpose in business? Over to you.
9: Hi there. Yeah, my name's Kathleen Duxton, and um, I've enjoyed listening to the conversation today. Um, A lot of these sort of cross-cultural issues um, when you're leading with purpose in your business, for me to do is very much to... um, It makes me think about sort of being in alignment with my own soul, my own values, And what I notice is that um, different projects actually manifest quite smoothly when I have that sort of alignment, which I've been, as I've got older, it's been easier to do. So, one of my most recent projects included. Working with the council, a university, and the community. And some of that community were um, supposed to be one of the most poor areas of uh, the UK. And um, we also work with some of the more affluent um, sort of groups as well, you know, through working with the university and. Um, Different creative organizations as well so there's quite a good mixture of people and it ran very smoothly and I actually um was very careful in that instance to the beginning of that project I haven't always done this but as I say with age <laughs> um I I set that intention, you know, for this to be, you know, for everyone's highest good, for myself and each person to get something out of it, for me to be able to um, facilitate in a way that was going to be both fun and beneficial and in this instance also educational um, having conversations um, around especially about women and about leadership and about the history and culture of women in the area. Um, so I set this sort of intention, I very much set that intention and I'm also learning to rephrase how I speak because I realise that maybe when I was younger certainly actually um, I would have more sort of doubt and that i'm learning to navigate with more certainty but certainty through not through my own ego but through my and there's nothing wrong with having ego you know for it to be to do with being in alignment with my values with my um soul and it's changed way things were they said that project was one of the most successful and straightforward projects that the that you know this and it was called um um snapping the stiletto it was actually a camp part of a campaign but there was projects and different work involved with that which was to do with working with different areas of the community and yeah education as well and it was amazing Um, and it seemed like magic happened like at one instance I was thinking after the community had produced we had about a hundred pieces of work of which bigger around 60 odd pieces of uh, about 60 yeah 62 pieces of the art was exhibited and the art the art that the community created were based off what they wanted to create in this world so that was, but it was also about looking at the history of the local area and women who um, had done uh, amazing things in science, in the arts, philosophy and uh, spiritual. Um, so it allowed us to both focus on the achievements of past culture, but also um, because people, there is a stereotype of Essex girls, which is not always um, ideal. If you're not from Britain, (laughs) you might not know about this. Um, I have a couple of uh, friends who are from overseas and they're like, wow, we didn't know that. But yes, we all have our versions of that, whether it's, you know, the girl from wherever it is. But these stereotypes, tend to sort of pigeonhole and push people into a kind of way of and if we have that expectation of them, actually sometimes it actually forces us them into that role. So when you sort of allow a person just to be whoever they are and showing up, then actually, yeah, it's kind of a bit like magic. So that was one of the happiest projects. Um, as I say, I'm older and wiser and in this instance um, it really was a pleasure yeah this was it that different we uh, the universe lady from the university the lady from um, the one of the organizers and myself we all had the same idea about exhibiting the work and within 24 hours we actually had an exhibition organized as well so it's like we were literally all on the mind, on the same page in our minds as well. So it's it's kind of bringing spiritual values into myself first and letting that then ripple into the workplace.
2: So- brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Just... Yeah, it's great to have you share. Please join next week as well. Um, just conscious that we've we've slightly gone over the um, our time allotment, and I know a lot of people do join the rooms during their lunch break on the Friday, which we definitely appreciate. So, just to wrap up the room, and thank thanks to the moderators that have been in the room: Michaela, Mark, Danita, Alison, Elaine, and you know Kathleen for you sharing as well. We are in the Entrepreneur and Leaders Room. Please click on the the Green Monopoly if you want to follow and see all the rooms that we run on a weekly basis. Um, I think Kathleen's mic's on it. We just mute her slightly. Well done. Um, Yeah, so we do run regular rooms Monday to Friday, so if you click on the Green Monopoly, you'll be able to uh, see the rooms coming up. Next week, we will be running a room that's called Entrepreneurs Guilt. No, that's going to be a great discussion to take place. So do actually click on the link, you will see um, the, the rooms are already set up in advance, add them to your calendar. And yeah, join us next Friday. And thanks again to our sponsor, Big Doug, uh, Luke and everyone. Have a great weekend. And the room will close in 10,
3: 9, thanks, 8, girls. 7, 6, 5, Thank 4, you. 3, 2, 1. Thank you.